Hi, welcome to Ghostman Radio Station, and today my guest is April Booker, who is an actress, author, comedian, television personality, and she works in Vegas with uh, Steve Dennis on YouTube and uh, their wonderful channel. And she's also a very famous famed chivalrous who has lots of characters. And one of them's appeared with um, a certain Jerry Springer. I would, but the only trouble is I haven't got any. T- I'm only on audio today, so. Well, here's the thing. May's done radio before, and she would just like to say hi. Okay. United Kingdom. United Kingdom. So, is it true what they say about blokes? Did you just say blokes? Yes, the word's blokes, right? Yeah, well, it's probably true. I don't know what you mean about blokes in this. <laughs> I have to be careful what I say. I'm a married man. Oh, you're a married man. Well, that's never stopped him before. No strings attached. Nay, he's a married man. Didn't you hear that? Well, I gotta go. But I just want to say, nice meeting you. Well, Thank you, Ray. She's a very good character. I like. I, well, I that's. I watched that episode. And it was very funny. I, I enjoyed the comedy. Well, what got you into being um, doing Las Vegas? Because it's a very strange place to live, isn't it? As such. Did you find it hard to writing about your profession? Because it's strange. It's a strange profession when everybody knows it's you, but obviously the personality, of the the, the character. I'm not going to. I suppose I could call them. The, I'm going to call them the character because that's what they are. It's really someone that's plucked over from your memory or a little bit of you. What do you find? Were you influenced by any of the old uh, people like Larry the Lamb and people like that? Oh, 
of those folks is really good because it helps keep the art form alive, to be honest. Yeah, because it's sort of a diet. It's a, it, I would presume it started in vaudeville. I'm not. I'm only guessing, as I say. Yeah, not so much as America, but... Okay, well, anyway, um, guess what the first ventriloquist did? Probably scare you know, people. Yeah, yeah. No, their function was um, seances, like dead talkers, like mediums. Because um, African religions and Maori religions believe that the spirits of the dead actually resided in your gut. And so the first ventriloquists were actually the first mediums. And so then, um, over the years, uh, there was a um, there was a magician in France who did a show, and he really mastered it. And this was in the 1700s. And he would do a show where the dead would talk from the ground. And then there were folks on um, the circuit that would um, throw their voices, and then you know they started to add uh, figures to the mix. And it traveled to vaudeville, and it became a thing. And the Great Lester So I think it's the fun of being able to do that kind of comedy because you can be completely outrageous because you, you're like the straight man to yourself in a, a sort of weird, bizarre way. I just like the style of it because, as you say, you can you can push the boundaries a bit more than if you was doing straightforward comedy, as you know yourself. Because there's limitations now what you can say and what you can't say. Because people got a bit more sensitive what you could do. I know you also do, is it burlesque?
burlesque shows. We did a lot of stand-up comedy shows in May. Tell them what happened. Everybody always recognizes Moi from TV. Yes, tell, tell them the story. Well, you see, we were walking along, and April gave them a, you know, flyer for her show. Yes, I did. And I was on the poster, and what did they make? They said, that's a very famous puppet. Yeah, that is true. That did happen. They're welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tell me that story. <laughs> I know. Did you ever watch the film with Cher and Christopher, Christina Aguilera with the burlesque? Oh, Aguilera, yes, the burlesque, yes, a long time ago. Did you think it was realistic or not realistic? I just, I've got to imagine that, I imagine what people don't realise is there's a lot of hard work that goes into your act, because obviously, if you're doing a residency, I presume that's the right word, when you do a residency in America, you have to do so many shows per day as such. I presume you re, re, um, research and write your own material, I presume. Oh, yes, I do. I write my own material and, and don't read my list. I actually have some exercises for writing material. And each of my puppets, and I know that this is going to sound strange, each of them have a playlist. Like if they had like a little iPod, they have a playlist, they have a theme song, they have a little object that they keep. Um, I always say when I'm writing a puppet material myself, if they were to take a shower, how would they take a shower? I know that that sounds strange, but it helps to get to know them. Um, what are their fears? What are their likes? What are their dreams? And how do they view you? Because essentially, when you write for a ventriloquist act, you're writing for a comedy duo. Yeah, it must be difficult because do you get influenced by the old... Um 
Do you remember the, the odd couple on the TV? I mean, the big, big American. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I imagine you, there's a lot of influence on that kind of that kind of comedy because it's very dry, very sharp. How do you find um, living in Las Vegas? Because obviously we have the vision over here that you've got no rain, you're middle of nowhere, you get hardly any water, it's like hot every day. This is our vision in our heads because so we've seen the Hollywood version. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, thank you very much. Well, uh, I want to tell you what it's like entertaining in the slot parlor. What's it like? Well, every night I say, what a crowd. This woman walked in and she walked out. So you had a sold-out show. Yeah. So, uh, Dwayne, um, how are things going with your agent, Morty? Well, they were a little slow, but then he got parole. Do you want to <laughs> play somebody else? But you're not. Talking about Mr. Las Vegas, he's my second cousin twice removed. Twice removed? Yes, once by Casino Security and once by the Clark County Department of Health. So, have you ever met your famous cousin? He gave me his autograph once. Really? It was big and gold at the bottom of the restraining order. Now, this nice man wants to know about Las Vegas. Do you want to sing him a song? Yes, I do. Don't be ashamed, darling, don't be ashamed. Thank you for asking about Vegas again. Don't be ashamed, darling, don't be ashamed. Do you know any other words? No, I don't, darling, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed, darling, don't be ashamed. I've got to get back on the slop again. Dwayne Newton, everybody, in the Steve House, Dick to the Kroger Supermarket Slop Parlor. So, yeah, the perception of Vegas is true and untrue, folks, I can tell you. Yeah, as I say, it, 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 is it mostly like night time you have to work? Because obviously, I don't. I suppose you don't know really what these day and night because of all the lights and in the hotel. Cause well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know day and night. Our casinos are just open twenty four seven because that's gaming for you. But um, I work at night. I work during the day. Uh, the nice thing in Vegas is they have daytime shows for the family, nighttime shows for mom and dad. Yeah, but but 
I know you got uh, you do your TV show on YouTube. I've watched a few clips, and you're always by the pool. Yeah, I just find it strange that you always every interview, pull. Is it is it, if everybody's drawn to the pull? Well, it's Las Vegas. Um, a lot of the pool is a large part of life out here in the hotel. Um, so they just we were really blessed to have a lot of good guests on this season. We had on Amanu, who was just on Mike, who was also on Drug Cherry. We had Gabriella Musaki, who's a long time headliner here in town. Uh, we also had I like quite like the style of what I watched. I only watched it briefly before I talked to you, just to forget the feel of what you like. I, I like the style of it because it's very relaxed. It's very sort of like you're having a well. I, I suppose here it'd be like a cup of tea, but over there it'd be like a G and T or a, a lemonade or something. You know, you're just sitting back, chilling out a bit, and then asking questions. And they they seem quite the guests seem very relaxed. They don't. See to mind you. Well, thank you. Yeah. We had a lot of great guests, and the the thing is, is that April and Vegas, a lot of shows want to get to know about the show, want to get to know about the crew. When we did this, we're like, we want to get to know the person, and so, and that's why it was so much fun to interview Morale Cotty, whose show I illuminate. Um, it plays at the Strat right now. If you want to catch it, please do. I recommend it. It will change your life. Um, Have you worked with anybody famous? I think May. I think May would be a big star in, in England, but I don't know if she'd like to queue up. I don't. I think she'd hate to queue up for everything. Available on Hulu.com 
that's all right. No, I don't mind you plugging it. It's your your interview. You're entitled to plug what you like because at the end of the day, yeah. uh, it, you know, you, we all have you you have to earn a living. <laughs> that's what you do. I mean, you're not doing it for nothing. <laughs> I mean, you have to pay your bills like everyone else. How are you finding... I do. You don't, you don't say it. I have to pay the... You mean, that, you mean that guy Bill was sending me stuff every month that just one didn't know me? How are you getting on with the living crisis at the moment? Are you getting any experience of that in America? How would May deal with Putin? How would May deal with Putin? Let's see, May Wilson. How would you deal with Putin? Well, life is kind of a funny. No dick hater could ever be this moron. So, how would you deal with him? Let's just put it this way. I would give him stuff the next day. And then he wouldn't be so angry all the time. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. I think I think you do a very good job. Thank you. And I'd say, Putin, I'll be your Kudruga in your little babushka, but you got to pay my rent and a lot of rubles because I don't work cheap. And like you said, we don't do this for free. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything? Oh, was there anything you liked else to plug, April, while you're here? Hey, if you want to watch anything a little bit raunchy, watch the tail trick on YouTube. Yes, that's the one that I did with Bob Saget, yes. Very clever. I don't, I don't, I, I've seen it in the UK with balloons. There was a bloke that used to pop balloons. I mean, it obviously takes a lot of practice and timing and... Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, if you want to talk about old school burlesque, the one that perfected all that was B&B into the bubble with Sally's hands. And that was a skill. I think it's a fantastic... People think, oh, well... I say, no, it, it's the whole point. It's like the old boa pose. It's supposed to be enough to sort of go, oh, what's going to happen here? But obviously nothing really happens as such. It's just a lot of it's in your head. Yep, it's all, yes. And, and the one that really perfected the bubble here in the United States was a dancer by the name of Dirty Martini, and I did shows with her many times back in New York City. Um, and I was a baby. And, and this was the beauty of coming up to New York City and even coming to Las Vegas, is um, you get to work with so many good people. And, you know, and the better people you work with, the more you learn. And so when I see stuff like the fellow that pops the bubbles on your side of the pond or Dirty Martini, it makes me want to get better at my pal 
what do you do on the day off? What day off? <laughs> <laughs> well, you must I, get. I tell you what I do on my day off. Um, see, I'm not looking for Mr. Right. I'm just definitely seeking Mr. Okay. And um, the thing is, is that uh, that's what I do on my day off. I look for Mr. Okay because before COVID made it viral, like before COVID made viral, being viral cool, I went viral. Daily Mail, you know the publication, right? Yeah. It did a story on me, and the story went viral from England to Iceland to Italy, then from Russia to China to India, then from Ghana to Nigeria to Kenya, then from Colombia to Brazil to Guatemala. That's right. I'm a celebrity in Guatemala. And the, he- and the headline was, Ventriloquist who splashes out 20 grand a year on the public didn't even have their own bedroom. Dumped her fiancé after he said, it's them or me. So, like I said, I thought I found my yeah, but if if it's your business and these characters are your money as such and they are uh, cloth cloth citizens of America so as you approach what's the episode <laughs> um that you uh, they they got rights as much as you haven't they because I I think if you it's like if you do like me I do podcasting my wife knows I talk to other people and sometimes you think well who the hell did you talk to today I say oh I talked to this person da, da, da. Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah why do you do it I think because I'm interested in finding out different stories and basically giving someone else a um say like you say you you got known in this country but then you might some other people might listen to this again and they might go, oh, I'll go check April out again, you know. Or when they're in Las Vegas, go and see your show, and or you'll go, go and say, go and see all the other shows, you know, that are available there. Absolutely, yes, and yeah, and I, I absolutely agree. And hello, gorgeous. Want to be my funny ghoul, and I can be your bone daddy? Oh my God, Howard Hughes, my undead boyfriend. <laughs> Very good, Howard. Howard, how 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 you've been hiding a long time. You look very thin for it. Yes, yes, and I've been dead a long time. But you see, a woman like April is making me come back to life. Okay, that's that's great. But Howard, this is my interview. Well, gorgeous. What can I say? (laughs) I look at you with my dead eyes, and I feel like I have a pulse again. Well, I'm not answering that question. Yeah, I mean, what am I be listening, Howard? So, what should I do? Um, do you want to ask Howard anything? I just want to say, Howard, the British government are coming for you. Oh no, he's under deadly. Oh my gosh, he made him some bus. <laughs> well, well, uh. uh well, no, it's very difficult. It, it it must be hard in your profession as well, as you said, because people got to understand, as you say, it, part of your career is doing what you do. And obviously, I'm trying to be polite, because part of your act, you like to do the not revealing yourself, but sort of revealing yourself. And some men might find that 
awkward to accept. I'm trying to be polite, you know, I'm trying to... And I think you, I think you did. I think you come across a quite strong woman, and I think, I think you could handle anybody if you they got too you got too much for you. So, uh, April, please mention your website and your YouTube channel again, and obviously you're on Amazon and lots of other book sites. Yes, what is my future, I'm sorry, Elder. What is your birthday? What's your birthday? 13th of May, 1962. I see that you are very creative. Yes, he's very creative. And I see that you're married. How did you know he was married? I've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I see. Well, thank you very much, uh, April. I've enjoyed this chat. Let's see.